welcome to another episode of The Heavy Pour. I am your co-host, Skylar. And I am Dustin. Uh, writer, script maker dude, historian, beer drinker, and host of The Heavy Pour. Buyer of the Ithic Flower Power. It's a good one. We looked at the... Uh, Looked at the dates to make sure it wasn't out of date. Nice work there, Ithaca Brewing Company. Uh, what about, what was the other one that we found that was uh, wasn't almost their, a year old? It's not their fault. It's the place in which their beer is being sold. But yeah, this yeah. IPA was from September 2018, which is just brutal. But anyways. Well, that's what you get for living in the hood. Sorry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I bet you yeah. the the six packs of like Miller Lite or Mick Ultra, I bet you those things were Friggin' last week, super fresh. Probably, yeah. Like realistically, bush. I bet you the, bu- I, the bush was from uh, five days ago. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> where do they brew? Is Bush brewed nearby? I have no idea. I know they obviously brew. That's Anheuser Busch, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, but they gotta have like satellite breweries in New York. There's gotta be the amount of volume they're doing. Um, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Ithaca is only in Ithaca, so good on you, boys. <laughs> And, and ladies. Well, what about Jenny? And Jenny? I don't know about Jenny. What about Jenny? Her? Oh. Jenny. The Screamer. Right. Uh, no, Jenny Creamer. Yeah. yeah. Jenny the, Screamer. That's yeah. the nickname, right? Yeah. That people in, here guess, in the Buffalo yeah. parts have for it? Well, it's a Rochester. It's a Rochester. Oh, part. is it? Oh, yeah. okay. It's uh, right at the corner of the Jenny River. Oh, it's in Rochester. Well, yeah, because yeah. Genesee's a county, too, right? So they just named themselves county. after the. No, Genesee River runs through Letchworth State Park to. Um, Lake Ontario, through oh, Rochester, cool. and uh, it's that's one of their slogans. The Gen- Jenny Rip or uh, Genesee beer is uh, made with water from the Genesee River. Let's hope that it's clean. I really, it's <laughs> yep, it's cleaner than Michigan's water. So, oof, yeah. On that note, rather Detroit. All right. Uh, so we're talking beer because we always do. Um, but this one specifically, we started out I, thinking about this podcast for like, like this weird like nebulous of like we were trying to come up with German American immigration or something to do because we we have one of our buddies is um, his dad is straight from Germany right it's from Stuttgart is that where uh, I believe so yes yeah. so we were thinking of like having him on as a guest but then we all got really busy and so it just occurred to me that perhaps the podcast that has a lot of beer references we drink craft beer maybe we should talk about the history of beer or beer. some or some section of history in which beer or alcohol played a big part so that's what we're going to be doing today um yeah uh so just basically talking a short snippet of how specifically spirits or liquor has impacted american history um cool. so First thing I have for you, Skylar. Yes. Why in the movies are pirates so obsessed with rum? What are the what are the, why why is it only ever rum? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh, that I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, I actually had never thought of this before. Yeah. I never like. It was always just like the you take it for granted, yo ho ho, and a bottle of rum, right? right? Like you why just, is the rum always gone? Why, yeah, yeah Johnny right, Depp yeah, in yeah, the yeah. seminal role of Captain Jack Sparrow. <clears throat> right. Why is the rum gone? Right. It just like comes with the 
territory, right? Right. Um, with the character. So yeah. as I'm reading this this book that I'm reading, I discovered why the, the the reason why pirates and sailors and pretty much everybody in new the new world was obsessed with rum, and it's because rum was a new world product. Oh, okay. Right. So yeah, we've talked before about um, like exploration and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So basically, rum was the first major commodity produced or one of the first major commodities produced in the new new world okay right so if you think about well uh barbados or um right exactly comes into mind yep right exactly actually that was one of the first places where rum was uh marketed according to this book that i'm reading and hidden a history of the world in six glasses and this talks about beer wine spirits coffee tea and cola who wrote that book? Um, it's written by Tom Standage. Um, Shout out! Yeah, it's Shout a New York out. Times bestseller. It's a, it's a, you know, I picked it up the other day. Cheers to Tom! Nice work, Tom. So, anyways, the reason pirates in movies always talk about and drink rum is because rum was so available in the New World. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're approaching this topic of of beer, spirits, liquor, alcohol, mm-hmm. whatever form it's in in the new world okay is from the standpoint of um basically columbus forward so um do you know where how you how you make rum um i would think that it's uh first you have to capture a leprechaun and then exactly you put him in a barrel okay right and then it's two shakes of a unicorn's tear all right. Also mixed together sure, with, with sure. cane sugar, I would imagine, you know, and then maybe a little bit of vanilla, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> You're close. Okay. It's cool. actually yeah. three shakes of uh, lamb's tear. What was it? Unicorn's tear. Unicorn's tear. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, lamb's tear would work too, because you know you're not always going to find a unicorn or you know going around. The farm. Yeah, lambs are far more uh, <clears throat> available <throat> than unicorns, I guess. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> um. Rum is basically a byproduct of uh, sugar manufacturing. Sure. Um, so you got the sugar cane right. Yeah. Well, um, that I would. That was the one <laughs> factual yeah. thing that I was really gonna. So the, that I the would actually imagine. the byproduct. So basically, um, Columbus comes to the New World. He's like, "Oh shit, this is sweet, right?" Yeah. And he's a huge douche, like we've already talked about. And if you, if you haven't already listened to episode one. Or was that episode that two? That was episode one. Episode yep. one. Yeah, yep. go back and listen to us talk about how big of a douche Magellan was. No, Magellan was great. Well, he was kind of a dick, but uh, <laughs> My point. not yeah. as bad as Columbus, though. All right, well, they're, they're both kind of assholes. Columbus is worse, though. Okay, anyway, sorry. So, um, he comes to the New World, and after, you know, he decides he's going to conquer it, he comes back in 1793... And immediately starts setting up sugarcane plantations because okay. Europe was fucking addicted to sugar. Like I'm saying, I'm saying like like America. Is well, today. yeah, no, exactly. We all know like sugar Come makes on. you like yeah. right, like yeah, yeah. So Europe is fucking addicted. Addicted. That's a that's a word. Right? I like that. That's fucking nice. addicted to sugar. Yeah. Just like they got addicted to spices and all the awesome is stuff. That why from their the teeth are so bad? Could have been. Could have been part of it. That's like the, the, a stigma with 
especially uh, the English, right? With English, yeah, right, yeah. Could have been. I don't know. I actually, yeah. yeah, I don't know where that came from. But they do put so much GD sugar or, in their tea or liver disease in their tea. <laughs> right, that's is it really? Is it liver disease or is it um? There's some disease that make your teeth all fucked up. I think it's liver. Really? Right? Yeah. Oh, I oh, don't yeah. know. Or it's lungs. It's it's some sort of disease where when you're this part put in the part of the body where you know I think it's like lungs or liver. Then you get this this film. It's like your teeth are all fucked up from really. Yeah, hmm. we'll have to if research topic if you for know, a future podcast. If you know what that is, yeah, hit us up. Hit us up. Shoot us a message or, or comment on whatever on Instagram or something. However, yeah, let us know stuff. what tooth disease or mouth disease <laughs> derives mouth. from ear, tongue, and tooth disease. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. What, what do we got? Hello, uh, Jason. You are on the Heavy Pour podcast. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Not ma- not bad. Just hey. uh, How, How's your fine afternoon? It's great. Jason, I got a question for you. Um, what disease uh, is, like, what causes English people, especially, like, during the age of expiration, why did they have such bad teeth? Guinness? Well, I mean, Guinness wasn't patented until 1759. But, I mean, <laughs> I like to guess. Yeah, we're thinking rum, or uh, there's another disease that's... Um... No, wasn't it a lack of, uh, like, uh, almost like scurvy? Like, they couldn't grow certain, certain crops? That's true. Scurvy does make your teeth fall out. Is that what you're thinking of, Sky? No. No? Yeah. Mm. Didn't they have to introduce, like... Uh, Vitamin C for scurvy, yeah. Into their, into their diets to uh, substitute for lack of nutrition. Uh, that's more accurate that's than probably, my, yeah, that's, that's probably pretty, accurate malnutrition. Yeah. Anyway, on another note, I uh, why uh, what's up? What are you up to? Oh, not too much. I was uh, I'm running over to finish up my showing and then. I was gonna swing by the uh, the Seymour Manor. Oh yeah, absolutely. Seymour Manor. I like Please that. do. Uh, this, Sounds good. There's will, uh, there's only I'll one thing for... that Seymour likes, and it's at least three dudes. So or butts or butts. Seymour yeah. butts. <laughs> Seymour butts or Seymour dudes or Seymour dudes butts. In the words of Seymour Principal Skipper. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, come on by. The door's open. All right, I'll talk to you. Bye. Bye. Quick tangent here. Yes. That was, Immediately, yeah. Seymour makes me think of The Simpsons. Yeah. Because I probably based too much of my life around The Simpsons. That's fair. But I fucking love the show. That's fair. And That's fair. <laughs> one of my favorite relationships in that show is Principal Skinner and Superintendent Chalmers. Yeah. And he always, Chalmers, whenever Seymour fucks up, Chalmers, Seymour! So I might do yeah. that every time I walk into your house now. Just as, that's just as a heads completely up. Completely okay. <laughs> yeah, I want you to know you can even if you're outside and I'm not answering, just yell. Seymour, that guy, Seymour. Ah, the goddamn chicken. <laughs> I don't know what that's from, but oh man, that was a great tangent. Yeah. Nice work. That was great. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Thank you to Jason. All right, uh, and we need another beer. I will be back. You keep on talking. Got it.
Yeah, we're good. So, picking up where we left off, basically, Columbus introduces sugarcane, turns it into plantations. Always, 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 especially in the New World, on the backs of slaves, which is horrendous, but it's part of the reality. Um, and they come to find out that uh, during sugar production, um, obviously with sugarcane, I don't know the exact uh, method, but I know they're basically you squeeze the sugarcane to get the, the liquid out. And then you, that's a dope bottle opener. Barca. So you, you, you squeeze the sugar cane to get the juice, basically, to come out. And right. then you dry that and processes it and becomes sugar. But the, right. the, the stuff left over that's not the pretty white granulated stuff that we're used to, the stuff left over is molasses. And molasses is what you distill to turn right. into rum. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, see, oh, okay. No tangent there, but yes. I uh, I can see how that would be more accurate. Yeah, so that's basically why from like the 1620s onwards, and especially into the high age of piratism, pirate pirateering, yeah, <laughs> in the Caribbean, um, why rum is the staple drink. So, cool. um, quick little side note here too. Uh, so spirits in general, early on, they've been around. For basically as long as humans have been around. Like, honestly, like prehistory. Okay. Beer, wine, and spirits have all existed in some form or another. Not Obviously not as well refined and packaged like we have today. But, um, so they originally, spirits were distilled from beer and wine. Um, they weren't like made specifically with the idea of the end product being a spirit. They would make yeah. this weak beer or shitty wine, and then they would um, run it through a, a water distiller and turn it into what they what in Latin was called aqua vitae, mm. which means the water of life. And the, <laughs> this is just a little anecdote that I love. In German, it's Brandwein, which translated to English is brandywine, or for short, brandy. So the first spirit was like was brandy, okay. so that's why still today in a lot of especially it's what do they call it Dingus Day? Is that what it's Dingus called? Day? Yeah. The um, oh pol- Happy Dingus Day to all. This is recorded, and I guess we will date this one today. It's we will. That's fine. April twenty second, two thousand nineteen, and we have a uh, we have a lot of Polish people in Buffalo getting drunk right now. We have a parade, but, but anyway, yes. so um, Krupnik is a Polish drink, right? Krupnik. That's made. Yeah. That's Krupnik. made from yeah. uh, honey, I think. Right. I have no idea, but I would. I would assume so. So basically, everything's that's, made from honey. <laughs> right, but Krupnik is a form of aquavite. Mm. Basically, every well, it's a liqueur. Yes. Yeah. And every um, culture out of Europe around this time had an aquavite, and they all gave it a name. So in Germany, it's Brandwein, and it eventually became Schnapps. Oh. Um, okay. In English, it's brandy wine or brandy. Yeah. Um, and let me in in the Scandinavian countries, it's Akavit. Akavit. Right. Yeah. Um, so like, these are all like, and my favorite one is in Gaelic, it's Wiskabetha. Wiskabetha. What's that sound like? Wiska. Whiskey. Yep. Whiskey bathing. It eventually turns into whiskey. Yeah. So this spirits 
in Europe are and always have been a huge part of the culture. Yeah. And obviously that gets transported to America when it comes over here. Yeah. Duh. Like we obviously, all, yeah. Well, we even still, people we take who, everything. And yeah. Even people who don't like liquor that much. It. Like I don't really like liquor that much. I like beer way more. Yeah. But I like me some whiskey betha. Me too. I la- actually, I'm more of a, a brandy wine. You like uh, brandy? Yeah. I like, uh, nice. well, I like, um, cognac, cognac, VSOP. Yeah. Cause cognac is like a more refined brandy, right? It they're is, like very similar, aren't they? They're almost the same, yeah. Okay, but not the same. There, uh, VSOP is a would be a very uh, concentrated, very VSOP. I know what that means. Very special person. No, VSOP. Very special old pale. Very special old pale is yeah. what that means. Yeah, I don't know why they call it that, but I don't know either. But I know that like Remy Martin makes or Hein. Actually, okay, funny, funny tidbit. This actually is relevant. Uh, Hein makes a VSU, VSOP cognac. And in, I believe it was 2017, uh, the, the whole stock of Hein VSOP cognac was bought up by... Uh, Kim Jong Un, what? Yeah, because he loved it so much. He and it's so it's so like such a small batch. Oh, he just bought the whole batch. He bought like as much as he could, so everybody else couldn't. Ha- like my parent, like this is hilarious to me because my parents drink VSOP cognac and they were like Hein. They love Hein, and they were like they we can't find, find it, anywhere? it anywhere. My brother was like, yeah, because. Apparently, Kim Jong Un are you kidding? Bought me? all that of it. That is ridiculous. Yeah, like he and and like he would oh it like because yeah, he liked it so much. This is I don't know what what year it was, but it was around the same year that uh, they made the movie about him. Oh, like twenty sixteen, something like sixteen. That. Yeah, 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 like sixteen, seventeen. That that year. But isn't that isn't that is really funny? <laughs> so even today, people are crazy about spirits. Obviously. Yeah. Well, so yeah. actually, that who wouldn't like to get drunk? I mean, and it's always been this way. Humans have always Mm -hmm. loved the idea and that we've loved the effects. But it also actually alcohol plays an important or did play an important part in sanitizing water, which a lot of people know. Right. You know, like the Romans um, drank watered down wine because the alcohol in the wine would sanitize their water. Um, And in America, um, and especially uh, with sailors, they would drink watered down rum because a because they <laughs> captains found out real quickly that they didn't want their sailors drinking a friggin' pint of rum a day. That was their ration: a pint of rum a day. Isn't that ridiculous? That's a lot. That's of a rum. lot of fucking rum. So they would. No force, wonder they were so complacent. They were, they were, exactly, they're fucking wasted. Dude. Exactly. Holy so, shit. So, but yeah, but they probably got addicted. Well, and not only they would get addicted, yes, but they would also, if you're drunk, you can't sail a ship. So the captains would force. They're hey, people hey, to water it down. Minute. They'd wait be like, whoa, whoa, minute. pump the brakes. Let's use some of this shitty water we've got here. And the guys yeah. were like, ah, oh, grumble, grumble, grumble. But they did it. Yeah. And it unknowingly sanitized the water. And then, actually, this is oh, another really? cool little... Yeah. Because the alcohol content is so high that very huh. few things can live in that environment. So all I have to do with my tap water is put some rum in it? Fuck yeah, dude. No, seriously. Yeah. Like, not even much. Like, honestly, a tablespoon in that's, a pint of water? That's you're hilarious. Fine. Yeah. Um, not, obviously, it's not going to like strain it. You'd, you'd, well, if you yeah, were out in the wilderness, yeah. you'd still have it's to, not particulate. 
Right. But it's it's anything that would like actually fuck with you. Yeah, like uh well, cause they, cholera. Like, well, and I actually would... I shouldn't say that. I don't know if cholera can be stemmed by alcohol. I but also... things like things like I would imagine waterborne illnesses. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly what they are. I'm not a biologist. Well, I would imagine that uh, being on a ship for months on months on months would suck. And if you if you think about it, well, diarrhea is one of the leading deaths in human, sure, like human existence. Yeah, true. Because if you yeah you drink bad water. all of your all the water in your system exactly. because of a disease, you're dead. So, so it's better to be a little more dr- a little drunk. It's better to be a little drunk, I guess. Yeah. Key key phrase of the day here, folks. It's always better to be a little drunk. Drunk, 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 drunk. Let's just dive back back into it. So we've talked a little bit about uh, rum and the reasoning behind its ubiquitous use throughout uh, this historical period, as well as obviously mm-hmm. our current interpretations of said period. But a major reason why spirits and, and rum in particular um, were so ubiquitous is because if you think about it, spirits are just more highly concentrated beer and wine. So they take up less pay- space in the cargo holds of a ship. Yeah. Um, they keep better oh, true, for those yeah. long voyages. Yeah. Right? Um, and uh, African slavers, and I'm from this I mean I'm speaking of Africans who were enslaving other Africans and selling them to Europeans. Yeah. They loved rum. Okay. So with the... Um, creation of rum and the discovery of its awesomeness, according to these people. Yeah, they closed the slavery triangle for the New World. Yeah. So there's there's the slave triangle in terms of actual geographic terms, where they would sail from the east coast of Africa to the West Indies, uh, up to England and back down. Mm-hmm. So that's a geographic uh, slave triangle. But there was yeah sort of a commodity slave triangle as well, which was that once rum came into the picture. Um, you could sell rum or trade rum with slavers to get slaves, which yeah. you would then take to the West Indies to the sugar plantations, make sugar, and then as a byproduct, you get rum to go right. buy more slaves to make more sugar. True. So it created this cycle, yeah. which clearly was horrific, but it helped fuel new world uh, exploration and growth yeah. um, and all sorts of other terrible things that plenty of people have talked about, you know decimation of indigenous popu- indigenous populations and everything yeah we're not here to talk about that indigenous. as much as yes as much as i would love to talk about that because well yeah we maybe but, for another topic right so um but this is all fueled eventually by rum right like yeah. mid mid 1700s it's at its it's really taken off yeah um funny thing that i found out 
by while reading this book is that I've never actually like thought about where the word rum comes from. Like true, yeah. I've always just taken it for granted. Yeah, you know? like well, oh, it's rum. rum is yeah. rum, rum, right? Is rum. Like whiskey. Right. Well, now we know whiskey comes from the Gaelic word for water of life, right? Whiskey beta. Yeah. So rum is a similar thing. It comes from an a Southern English slang word. Um, this word means a brawl or vicious fight. The word is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, rumbullion or maybe rumbullion. 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 But yeah, it Rumble- means a brawl Rumble- or a vicious Rumble- fight, Yeah. which makes sense because if you drink too much rum, you're probably going to get in a fight. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so we're we well, now. Well, whiskey's worth worse, I think. Whiskey's like a worse. See, for me, yeah. whiskey's the other, the opposite. Really. Hmm. Uh, I get really fighty on vodka, which mm. vodka means little water in Russian. Vodka. Little Wod, water. Wod in Russian is water. Very little Wodka water. Vodka yeah. is little water. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, for me, I whiskey. I'm usually, I guess maybe more aggressive, but like in a good-hearted way yeah whereas rum i haven't gotten drunk on rum enough to know what i'm like usually i'm drunk on rum i drink rum a lot you do really? i have rum i have a lot of rum really we should, we should just get drunk on rum i did not know this about you maybe next time we should just get drunk on rum instead of beer we could see how it see how the sailors do it you know mix it with uh ooh. so <laughs> one of the first cocktails ever like mm-hmm. in in the mid late 1700s the English Navy would um, rum and cokes. Yeah, coke for sure. That was a big <laughs> thing back then. <laughs> no, they would mix lime, sugar, water, and rum. So remember how I told you yeah. they watered down the rum? Yeah. Let's say there's like this tastes like shit. So they added sugar and lime. Yeah. And boom, you've got something called grog. Oh, grog. Which they nice. named after they named after one of their um, leaders. Grog. Let me see if I can pull it up. So there's this dude named, it's named after a guy. He wore a type of coat called like a grognillin or a grog, a groglian. Mm-hmm. So they called him old grognillin, whatever old the word is. <laughs> and eventually the, he, and he drank a, this, this is all he drank was this drink. And so it became named after him eventually. And they shortened it to grog, which I, I just learned that today. That's crazy. Yeah. So like this weird, Students. another weird like pirate term. Yeah, actually is like historically like has a, it came from a dude, a dude in the British Navy in the mid drank. to late 1700s who drank an ass ton of rum, rum and lime, watered down rum and lime with a little bit of sugar. Because why wouldn't you? Because sugar plantation sounds like right? my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all of this coupled together. The, the the slave trade, the production of sugar, and the byproduct, which was rum, and its actual benefits, right? Because if you think you've got lime yeah. mixed in, and the rum mixed into the water. So the rum's making sure that your water is as decontaminated as you can get. Sure. But then the lime makes sure that you're staving off scurvy. Interesting. Right? So this drink like actually is improving sailors' health. Yeah. So the British Navy is... The sailors accidentally, accidentally yeah. making the sailors legitimately just better at their job and happier in their lives. Yeah. Um, that coupled with slavery and sugar plantations was driving this new world expansion um, and, and really helped Britain to yeah. become a dominant world power. I'm just Isn't that kind of crazy? Like, I'm just laughing because this new drink helped these sailors be more drunk. 
but healthier. But also healthier. But healthier. So that they could bring slaves to the new world. It's terrible, yes. It's I, very it's, bad. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, but it's, it was a different world. It's just what happened. Know? Yeah, it's the history. I blame history. It's, history is dirty yeah. most mm. of the time. Um, yes. So That's from funny. this point yeah. forward, yeah. then the new world is all about, they're trying to gain footholds, right? Um, yeah. It, most of it started in the Caribbean, right? Because it's warmer. Yeah. You know, it's easier to survive to survive there. Yeah. But then my by the mid 1600s, um, the English start coming over in waves, right? We all know Plymouth Rock, all that bullshit, course, right? The Mayflower. Course. Yeah. Um. And they come to find out that it, you know, it's a much harsher climate in North America at the same latitude as it is because, like. The Mid-Atlantic states in North America are on the same latitude as the Mediterranean. Yeah. And their climates are not the same, right? Right. So it's much yeah. harsher to live here. So rum and spirits in general became a massive tool just to keep people in the colonies. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. Because they couldn't grow olives and, and grapes like they thought they would be able to, right? Right. Yeah. True. Um, no, true. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually, just cane sugar and cotton. Yeah, well, cotton comes a lot later. Um, mm-hmm. Corn, corn also comes later. Uh, okay. But we're getting into that actually. Um, so, America, America, the colonies um, coalesce finally, and we've got the the thirteen original colonies sort mm-hmm. of all together by about seventeen. You know, around 1730, we've got the 13 original colonies or or thereabouts. I don't mm-hmm. know the exact dates on when they became colonies. I'm not sure either. <laughs> and that's the here's the thing where it's not really that important, where dates don't really matter that much. Yeah. Um, it's not important for us to know. Well, Georgia became a colony here. No, right. it, it, not yet. Eventually, in this within a same within a set period, they're all colonies, right? Right. Yeah. And then, rum becomes a tool for revolution. I think this is probably relatively common knowledge that uh, spirits helped spur the American War for Independence. Um, okay. But we'll dive in a little bit here. So basically, in 1733, and this is when dates matter because you can put things into context. So 1733, that's what, 30 years, 33 years prior, mm. 43 years prior to the Declaration of Independence. Sure. So like one human generation or one at that point in time like okay yeah anyway before the declaration yes okay uh so in 1733 parliament passes the molasses act which was intended to tax the purchase of foreign aka french molasses <laughs> because at this time france had they they put an embargo on themselves basically they have their sugar industry in the canaries in the islands off of uh in the atlantic they've got sugar production there Sure. But because they love their uh, their brandy so much, their brandy wine, mm-hmm. um, they don't want domestic French producers to be making rum because it would put brandy wine out of business. Because it kind of became sure. like a staple of French culture by that point in time. Yeah, it was part of their that and wine, obviously. Um, so they they had nothing to do with the waste product of their sugar production. So they were like, oh, we'll just sell it to these colonists for cheap right so obviously the yeah. british producers in in the west indies are like whoa 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 whoa, that's 
don't fucking that's stupid because it was more expensive because it was higher quality right but the people making rum didn't fucking care because they just like rum because they want to get drunk right like straight up that's yeah that, so yeah if the molasses is cheaper they can sell their rum cheaper everybody wins right mm-hmm. so british parliament says like nah fuck you guys mm-hmm. and they throw out this molasses act in 1733 they didn't enforce it it wasn't really it wasn't really they didn't raise any yeah. revenue it wasn't you know it was they just put it out there like listen to us we're your overlords and the Americans (laughs) were like nah fuck you Um, so basically this (laughs) act is poorly enforced if at all Um, but it's a huge blunder by the British government um, because it was immediate resentment by the colonists right Mm -hmm. yeah and like it's kind of what the US is still dealing with today like we still like don't tell me what I can and can't do, you know, like sure. that thing. Yeah, sure. So this, this has been instilled in us from the beginning. Um, <laughs> so what this, what happens is, and I love this, is it, it pulls a Han Solo for U.S. colonists. It makes smuggling cool. Okay. It makes it socially acceptable to be like. Because they're not enforcing it. Well, they're not enforcing yeah, it yeah. is the main reason, but also right. they still want their rum. Yeah. So the dude who's getting you the molasses to make your rum, that's pretty cool, right? So, All right. yeah, that's pretty okay. Yeah, and that. and simultaneously weakens colonial adherence to any laws that come after this, okay. because they're like, well, we didn't listen to that one. Why the fuck should we listen to this new one? Right. And so, True. if you pass a new law, they get even more pissed because they're like, well, we're not going to follow it. Just stop passing laws. Right. So, in 1764, 30 years after the Molasses Act, um, Parliament passes the Sugar Act, but this one they actually enforce. Okay. The, the tariffs were half as expensive as the Molasses Act. Yeah. But they were enforced 100% of the time. Oh. So people are actually getting hit for these. They're actually getting taxed. Yeah. Smuggling is like actually becoming dangerous. There's yeah. people getting thrown in jail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and rum wow. rum production falters because of it. Um, and and this also helps spark the revolution along with the Stamp, Stamp Act and the Tea Act and all these things. America fights the war for independence. Um, you know, we kind of, sort of, maybe kicked the shit out of the British, but they were actually really more worried about other parts of the world against sure the French. Well, they're um, worried about their because uh, this this their war border, their borders rather than you know us. Yeah, yeah, and they they country, they eventually you know, just like, yeah. they realized like eh, it's not worth it. Um, but so because molasses falters during this period, mm. not like huge like obviously we still have rum right but people found other ways to get their drank on sure right so we've already talked about whiskey beta yeah this is when whiskey comes to the fore because okay at this same time there's a lot of of rum just of the drinking culture at this point because there's also a lot more scots and irishmen coming now um to the colonies and they know how to make whiskey sure obviously like scotch and irish whiskey yeah yeah renowned um, so I'll actually read, read a passage from the book here cause it was so well stated. I don't think I can do it. Rum starts to make a transfer the, or the, the consumption of rum starts making a transfer over to, to whiskey and, um, it helps spark, um, the war for independence. So basically what, what they say here is rum was a maritime product made in coastal towns from molasses imported by sea. Moving it inland was expensive cause you had to transport it. Sure. Whiskey could be made almost anywhere and did not depend on imported ingredients 
that could be taxed or blockaded. Right. So this is another aspect of once uh, once we were once America was free of the British yoke. Yeah. All of a sudden they're like, oh shit, where are we gonna get our money from? We gotta tax. We gotta we gotta do our own taxes. Sure. Right. Yeah. So Alexander Hamilton tries to raise a tax on uh, whiskey, and it causes the whiskey rebellion. So okay. nice. it, it's almost like no matter what happens <laughs> in the in the Americas at this point in time, that if you try and tax their booze, they give you the middle finger, yeah, and they rise up against you, right? Which is super fascinating because, in my mind, like why would Hamilton even think of this as an option, right? So if it's yeah. un, if it's unjust for Britain to levy a tax on molasses and sugar, thus Im- thus harming the rum trade. Yeah. And that causes America to break away from Britain. Yeah. Why would those same people be okay with its own government, them, then um, putting a tax on their whiskey? Because there's they this won't. independent, yeah. like, go-getter spirit of like, yeah. well, I own this land. I raised this, this grain. <laughs> I made right. this spirit myself. Yeah. Why should you get a cut of it, right? Yeah. And so that's how the whiskey rebellion ha- happens. But... Huh. You got to think like, why would the government think it was a good idea to tax the people who just fought a war over taxation? Because seems kind of dumb. Because that's the only thing they know. It's the only way they make money. I mean, yes, is to tax the people that they govern. Yes, that's taxation. Yeah, yeah. And, and at the same yeah. moment, at the same moment, yeah. you can come from the other side and say, "Hey, dummies, your government just helped you get out from under the yoke of the British. Right? You should help fund this thing that keeps yeah. you like fund, protected. Fund the machine that." Yeah. It's protecting. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the only, uh, that's why you have representation. Right. You know? Right. You have representation to coerce or to uh, help govern. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy. No. (laughs) I mean, it's complex just like anything. It always is. Yeah. But I just love how much of, I love how much you could frame American history based around booze. It's just fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just seems funny that, especially since I see so many prudes in American history. Sure. I mean, we freaking had prohibition of alcohol. Like, yeah. We were a country of prudes who were... We are. Like... Yeah. It's... Or at least started out that way. The, the English people who came over were prudes. Yeah. The other immigrants were just trying to make their way in the world they're but just here for yeah for those for that society to then be so reliant on alcohol is kind of comical and ironic to me right. like yeah. it's yeah huh so that's uh that's that's all i got and uh that's all for me we will see you next time and drink some whiskey for me cheers Bye. folks Thank you all so much for listening. The Heavy Pour is researched and written by Dustin Barden, recorded and produced by Skylar Carroll, and edited by us both. Check us out at The Heavy Pour Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, or at our website, theheavypourpodcast.com. There, you can also find any citations or corrections we have made. Our intro and theme music were written by Skylar, with photos by ourselves, as well as Kaylee Kirkpatrick. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.